Oh my goodness gracious. Who could it be? Look at that. <laughs> Whoa. Huzzah. Um, yeah. Hey. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> so I've, I, as often happens, am infinitely more prepared now that we've done one. Mm. So I've created a track that has the intro song and the outro song 30 minutes later. And you will hear it. Okay. And I will hear it, I think. I think. Um, <laughs> and then we'll know. But there's a 30 seconds at the beginning where we get to talk before the song comes in. Do you oh. want to know? Can you hear it? <laughs> yeah. We did it. <laughs> You're a genius. <laughs> Welcome all my friends and foes. This is easy no. I used to have. I used to say at the end. I I would say, uh, "Welcome to Sea Bleezy Knows." I'm the aforementioned Sea Bleezy. I'm the one that knows. Right. That was. You can still say it. Well, I just did. Um, Oh, great. uh, You know what's interesting is, I started the podcast and wrote the theme song and sang it before I ever had voice lessons, like professionally, and that Mm. is my like. I need to redo it because I I've I can do better. But now I've gotten all these voice lessons and I listen back I'm like, "Oh man, I could do better." So maybe I need to like do it again again. I don't know. That one sounds fine. Yeah. What yeah, would you keep it the same song just like re record the vocal parts? There's some weirdness about it because like there's syllables that don't line up with the beat. Oh, I've always well enjoyed it. Um uh, welcome all is a weird thing because <laughs> it's welcome all my friends and it goes welcome all my friends <laughs> yeah but there's a lot of different musical styles that that would be <laughs> applauded <laughs> that's true uh how are you how how was your week pretty good it was pretty good i want to know how i don't think we talked about voice lessons like how long you've been doing them uh, it's a pandemic thing. I have wanted voice lessons. So, okay, I, I went out to Phoenix, Arizona. Ever heard of it? Um, <laughs> in March. In the news. <laughs> it's been in the news. Um, my college roommate and writing partner lives there, or lived there. He actually literally just moved uh, like a couple weeks ago back to San Francisco. But um, I brought my other writing partner from New York out to Phoenix where he was uh, living and working and had a studio, access to a studio there. Uh, And we wrote and recorded the foundation for the next album that I'm coming out with. Uh, So I was there for a week. And while I was there, my writing partner from New York is also like a vocal coach and a piano accompanist on Broadway Mm. and and things like that. So we just have all the all the professionals. (laughs) In your it's literally just a bunch of <laughs> friends that ended up doing things but uh <laughs> yeah so i got like a quick little voice i was paying him to be there so he would do whatever i was like mm-hmm. can i just get like a little voice lesson before i go in and record some stuff and it was incredible and uh important to note he went to high school with me and mm. <laughs> one of the things he was said he was like oh remember all the stuff that like our high school 
choir teacher taught? I was like, yeah. He goes, it's all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh. But in what way? Like, which part? Uh, like there was, way? like, tension in places that there shouldn't be. I was, like, pushing in ways I shouldn't have, uh, mm. adding all of this tension to, which I thought was correct technique. And he's like, yeah, no, mm. none of that ever. Um, which any vocal coach would have just looked at me and thought, like, that's bad technique and not known to say, like, I, I understand you think this is good. It's not. <laughs> um, so that yeah, was the emotional, incredible. The emotional side of it, of, like... I know you're you believe in this <laughs> it, it's so you need important to let it go. You need, like <laughs> yeah. and that was all I needed was just to be like oh I need to try something different rather than like well I know this is right so I should keep trying to do that right um so That's after, cool yeah it was so so cool so after that he was like I'm like not a vocal coach by trade he's like but I have a ton of friends from the Broadway scene who are if you want some vocal voice lessons I could recommend somebody and I was like yeah I never really have time for that and then literally uh, we left the studio March 14th, I think. <laughs> of course. everyone. I feel like everyone has a story like that where it's like right? literally St. Patrick's Day weekend. <laughs> <laughs> um, he flew He flew home a couple days earlier and I stayed through the rest of the week. And so, yeah, by the time I was leaving, like the world was ending. And oh, yeah. so I was like at JFK airport after things had closed. I was like, this feels weird. Ooh, oh yeah. here's a good story uh <laughs> like the world knew like you need to wash your hands now you can't touch people you need to stay away from everybody everybody like <laughs> is a threat that was like the first <laughs> weekend right i get to jfk it's quiet and weird it's like 9 11 quiet weird not like the 9 11 but like the years after <laughs> you know have you ever been on right. a, a plane on on september 11th but not the september 11th yeah but also not um, before it. Oh, no, no. Yeah, but I, I can imagine. <laughs> it's like everybody's polite and weird. Um, so I, I'm in JFK. I go to the bathroom and I watched uh, airport food employee not wash their hands. <laughs> Wait, I think I remember you telling me a story. <laughs> That's the whole story. I was just like, come yeah. on. Like, we know this. Please wash your hands. Yeah, we need to. You need to have been at extreme precautions right now. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So anyway, um, I got back home and everything shut down and I was like, I guess I do have time for voice lessons. And so I, I've only been doing them like through the pandemic, but it has mm. been so incredible. And like, it's fun to sing in a way that it never has been in the past. Dang, mm-hmm. that's beautiful yeah. and exciting and cool. And the woman who is doing it, shout out Alexa Green. Uh, she played Glinda on Broadway in Wicked. All right. So name dropped. Somebody Point just one for Chris. called me out for that. I didn't even say her fucking name. Oh, well, wait, I did, didn't I? <laughs> okay. Well, I think it's also tough. I always like to just say that because it's fun to say, but <laughs> it's tough because you just inherently from like the people you know, the circles you're around, it's like, it's cool. You get to like talk about that stuff. It's And you're not. It's just life. I f- and I feel like I know you to have a balance of like, I'm just talking about my life and it is my life. But also sometimes there are people and experiences where you're like, that was also just effing cool. And it's yeah. Like, cool, like exciting. And I want to tell you about how cool it was. Uh, my favorite name drops are not the actual people. It's like, I know Beyonce's trumpet player, but like... <laughs> It's Arnetta Johnson. You don't know her. Like, <laughs> and nobody, like, 
she's a really fun person, really cool, great musician. But she's not the one I'm name dropping. And and that happens all the time. Like Macklemore's trombonist is a friend of like all these people, but it's like you don't know the actual people. So it keeps us like humble. Everybody says like the trombone is the great humbling machine because it's like <laughs> you can't Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I could right. But just you but you do know like just the adjacentness of it all is Everybody's Still. got a trombone player, and I know them all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, like, there's this kind of underground, like, backstage pass network of, yeah, like, instrumental musicians, <laughs> which is yeah. like, I could get into most things, um, but I don't know that I would ever meet the actual people. <laughs> right? You'd be, yeah, you'd be near. You'd get all the energy and vibe, sure. and like, be near it. Um, yeah. I- yeah, I was also backstage human... with uh, with Wolfpack at Madison Square Garden, and it was like the coolest thing ever. Just because I knew the trombone player, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> that's such a cool world. Like I just imagine it being a really cool energy. Like I would, I don't know, just the just the uh, backstage of it all. The 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 you used to be as stage manager in high school of it all mm-hmm. yeah the behind the scenes is is really cool i was just listening to a podcast of somebody who's uh like very much in the industry and hearing them talk about how fascinated they were with like the backstage like being backstage at a show and it was just like a shitty college like venue and the green room had like a chair and some grapes and it was just like <laughs> this is hollywood man <laughs> yeah <laughs> No, it's true. I like that's like such a such a energy I love. Like um the if you you do we talk about Pen 15 the show? The show. No, uh Is my, it on Netflix? I, I think. It's on one of them. My my brother and maybe it was actually John who uh yeah, they they said I should watch it and I promptly didn't. There's there's so many. It's I mean, it's in your brain. It's It's there. You'll get it to it. Yeah. I, I it's, don't know. It's really good, though. They, yeah, I, I love it. And, I, of course, everyone always says, like, myself, you know, like, you're, it really captures the energy of being a <laughs> young girl in the in the early 2000s. So it really speaks to my, my generation, but my, like, age group. But also they have an episode of, like, community theater vibes and, like, stage manager versus mm. actor. It's just, like, really, they hit every single line and beat of the show is a joke and i love it so much those archetypes are very real yes like they could have said anything and i would have been laughing and like yes exactly that's so it's like (laughs) even though it's now 10 years since no more uh yeah 14 15 years since i was in tech theater but i still feel it in my bones (laughs) yeah you could take the theater out of the way i don't know (laughs) I I think I still have somewhere like I don't know why I don't wear all the time all my like techie innuendo t-shirts. Like, oh yeah. Techies do it in the dark and mm-hmm. techies practice safe sets. I I had some real bad ones at like my coolest uh which was 7th <laughs> and 8th grade. Um I had what? marching band shirts. I don't shirts. think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and it said marching band we do it on the the field i think wow is that top peak halftime peak, is game time that was a good one <laughs> peak peak t-shirt humor I, yeah no i uh 
I re- fondly remember that. All the, yeah, feeling, kind of like you were saying, like the, you know, the grapes and one chair in the oh, green yeah. room. It's like, it's still, that's your domain. That's like your, your spot. And any backstage, if there's freaking, I'm talking gaff tape. Oh, I'm yeah. talking <laughs> ropes. Like, oh man. <laughs> My favorite thing about those worlds. So uh, the drum corps world marching band for sure but the drum corps world more broadly since it's uh like mostly college kids there's this vibe of just like this is the most important thing that exists yeah uh and it's obvious that it's not and what we do is ridiculous like musical theater especially like high school musical theater is not the most important thing but yeah but we did like miss (laughs) (laughs) um there's this vibe of just like unless we all take it super seriously it doesn't happen at all let alone like ha- like be good so right, yeah if you're gonna be proud of yeah or that's gonna be decent yeah yeah true like the stage manager has to be like this is the end of the world like you let people in before we were allowed to open the doors tonight yeah or i i need to literally run this new microphone down to backstage yeah. because if this person's mic is cutting out. The battery out. pack. The battery pack. <laughs> Who didn't charge the battery packs? We do it every night at 7 o'clock. That's why I put a piece of tape over the on-off button. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. We have a system for a reason. Um Yes, and the rite of passage where it's like a senior who gets to do the thing, and then there's like, Yes, oh, Chris, we might need to talk about this a lot more another time because what were we supposed to be doing today? Oh, we're just sharing stories. So I I wrote down stories this week, trying to get ahead with stories from before this week. You can't get bonus points for stories outside of this week. The only story from outside of this week is um, uh, when we hung up, I was like. Last week was, uh, when did we do this? It must have been Sunday, right? Yeah, last week, Sunday. I was like, so I went to the post office, and you're like, are they open? I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) So that was a really funny moment. (laughs) I'm just like, so that's how my day's going. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, so I love, I love, like, small town stuff, and my local post office, like, they, they know me now. What? And That's there's lovely. Just nothing better. But the I go to it. So there's, I live on like the end of a dirt road, right? And they don't deliver my mail here. So I have to go mm-hmm. to the post office to pick it up just because like if it's too big for the mailbox, they won't drive it up the road. Mm-hmm. So they'll just leave a little mm-hmm. note and I have to go. I have to pass two post offices to get to the post office where they actually, where the, it's like the hub, which is a little could annoying. You, could you put like a bigger thing out? I've tried. Oh, really? They're just like, well, maybe it's different now. There was a guy, there was a little language barrier, and he was like, no, we have different contracts. And that was all he said. And I was like, I don't know what that means. (laughs) (laughs) Language barrier or not, that's not enough information. Um, I think what he was saying is like Amazon or like uh, DHL, FedEx, and all those, like they can deliver to my door because they have a different contract, but the U.S. post office can't drive up my road since it's a private road. I think that's what he meant. Yeah, I don't. Know. I guess I was imagining you putting like a, a giant box, right? Box on the top of a post and I being like, "This know. is my mailbox." I don't know. Um, so regardless, I used to go to one of the post offices that was close to me, 
so those guys kind of know me because I had to uh-huh. deliver when my album came out. I had to, I was there for an entire day, like <laughs> doing these posters. The CDs we could put stamps on, but the posters they had to like print individually. So I had like over a hundred posters I had to send, and it was like, <laughs> of course, December, and so they're like holiday anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah. So those guys know me. The post office now. This guy calls me Chief. Mm. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, yeah, top, quick, Chris, yeah. top five chief-related nicknames that you would like to be called. Or that you wouldn't necessarily want to be called by anyone but an older gentleman um, or lady. This guy is probably only slightly older, if not my age. What? Yeah. Very unexpected. He's kind of bro-y, um, but not overly. Oh. Also, he knows he my name. Visible tattoos. Mm-mm. He knows my name, though, because in order to get my package, he has to look at my ID and then go get, like, verify that it's me and go to my address and get look for my yeah. name and get it. He has memorized that stuff because I go in all the time because every time I get a package, I have to go there. So he's just like, you know, like, Bill, right? I'm like, yeah. All right, Chief, I'll be right. Like, so he knows my name, but he's not yeah, going to call me my name. But um, I think that's a term of endearment. I love it, actually. Yeah. Mm. So that that's the only story from from last week that I, I guess it's kind of this week because he called me chief this week again. And, yeah. But I have okay. to go. I have to go again today, um, because I have to send out some Christmas gifts, mm-hmm. and I wanted I wanted to get your thoughts on this because we have a we have an ongoing relationship with Christmas gifts and Christmas in yeah. general, our family. Yeah. But like. Yeah. We like when did we start getting gifts for each like for other? You and I, yeah, which like oh, mm. it like happens sometimes if I'm gonna see you and if I don't. So I started just a few years ago. I was like, I'm just gonna get you and Sean a gift now. Sean, it's not a Christmas gift, it's a birthday right. gift, it's a, it's a birthmas gift, <laughs> it's a birthmas gift, but like I don't get gifts for the significant others of people who aren't in my immediate family, but Sean, I do because it's like. It's, it's birthday <laughs> and I don't get birthday <laughs> gifts for them either but like <laughs> and so I always find just like something last year I feel like I got a nice book that was actually thoughtful so usually it's just like a little trinket or something and I'm like this is this yeah, is but doable I, I feel like I'm famously over gifting people and you're famously practical I am. and so it's an odd twist that you tend to be better and more consistent at giving gifts to Sean and I. And then <laughs> Sean and I being like, well, I think what I said last year was like, I thought of two things I really wanted to get you. But both things were not conducive to a low waste <laughs> or like world friendly lifestyle. So I was like, the gift is that I didn't get it for you. Which like is <laughs> is something people say in like a joke manner and it's also absolutely true for me like (laughs) i absolutely appreciate it if even if like the thought that's counts like thing if you tell me like about what it would have been i will be able to go oh that's so thoughtful also thank you for not getting it like i'm not even kidding it's not a joke um truly and i feel it's that's true i i just like i just am not seeing things that ever speak to me that you would like want or need right which is the complicated thing about my life um and the but people adjacent time... to it one time what <laughs> one one time i'll i mean what i mean is like one time i feel like 
I will see a thing. And I'm oh. like, good. This is five years worth of gift. <laughs> in one. Maybe so, but maybe not. So what I've been putting on my Christmas gift and my birthday uh, list is uh, mm-hmm. like do something with me mm. for like my family. But there's a caveat. It's like do something with me, but not something that I want to do. Something that you want to do, but haven't given yourself the time to do. Mm. so this brings up a very specific thing that you've taught me which is when you visit other people ask them to do things they've been meaning to do in their own town and it's the most lovely thing ever that's how bead curtain oh my god yeah (laughs) yeah it's it's so so good because you are not just like being taken on a tour with a tour guide that happens to be your friend or family they are like shown the magic of the place they live and i've only done touristy things in new york city when people visit and i it's been great it's like there's a reason people do this it's pretty cool like i wouldn't want to do it every day but yeah right and yeah and there's it's magical for everyone Mm -hmm. and you're yeah or the things where like you can show me the like coffee shop you go to all the time even though it's not like quote the best one in your whole city but like I want to know what your day likes, your life looks like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what are you doing should for we, Christmas this year? Should we bet? I want to ask if we should better explain bead curtain or let it sit in ether. <laughs> uh, the, should we just let the, it sit out in the cosmic air it, for a while? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. That feels right. <laughs> maybe we'll make merch with it. Feels right it. up our alley. <laughs> yeah um for christmas i well I, I don't know yet and i feel okay about that i feel good about that especially since my immediate like my parents and sean's mom live right in our town so it's like pretty easy to decide last minute what we want to do but we're had to go yeah planning around some maybe new traditions we might do yeah i had an urge last year to like like I haven't been to Christmas Eve mass in a thousand years mm-hmm. and I had the urge last year because we live within walking distance of like 10 churches, like beautiful old churches with like stained glass and organs and all that stuff. Um, multiple organs or multiple churches with a single organ? <laughs> <laughs> um, one church has two. <laughs> Does it? Yeah. And I oh. only know because we, they do in December, they usually do a candlelit churches tour which is really endearing and mm-hmm. lovely um, and and of course the star of the show is usually like an organ performance at every location wow um and uh there's one church that has like a huge organ like actual like a couple of the pipes i think are pretty sizable like 10 inches oh yeah 10 to 12 inches and then um down to little but that church also has a smaller organ in the front for more like day-to-day use <laughs> <laughs> um but I just felt this urge to go to like a late, like a late night Christmas Eve service. Mm-hmm. But this year, like, yeah, probably not. Because huh? I was imagining like, f- you know, finishing up last minute wrapping, getting all festive and cozy, drinking some wine and then going to church. Wow. <laughs> going, to, going to midnight mass. <laughs> that was going to be like my plan for this year. So ceremonial. Sean and I. Yeah. But like not. But just for the spectacle and like festivity and spirit of it all, like the energy of it all, not necessarily the religious aspect of it. Do you know that <laughs> like I went to church in college? 
for not my freshman year, but my sophomore year, I went to a Catholic church off campus pretty much every week. I feel like you probably would have told me, but um. <laughs> uh, it was I was finding myself for sure. But yeah, right. Um, there was also the like, yeah, just like the uh, routine of it all it was like, this is familiar and nice. Yeah. Which is not the case for people who were not raised Catholic. Then it's just a well, cult. <laughs> it's a cult and there's like a lot of weird arbitrary a lot of rules. like what's happening as well. Yeah. It was it was fascinating going to Sean and I had never been to church together because all of my old relatives that I would go to church with kind of stopped going to church because of health issues mm. or I don't really visit them as much re- like in recent years. So like Sean Point being, Sean kind of has like missed out on getting to experience Catholic Church. Yeah. And uh, but we oh, went boy. to a funeral together, and for a friend's dad, and I was like, "Yeah, file in. I know." And it was Catholic. Yeah. And I was like, "I know lead. exactly what to do. Follow my lead." And it was interesting because yeah, we'd never it had never come up for us to like talk about, even to necessarily talk about my history, like being in the catholic in the catholic church and like what it meant to me and coming and going from it and you know now there's like mindfulness and meditation and like going for hikes and sure all that kind of right stuff. yeah we're <laughs> a few steps removed from cult but yeah it's, yeah, it's still in there <laughs> i think i used to define myself probably also like the same years like soft freshman sophomore year in college as culturally catholic <laughs> Wow. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That that felt fitting to me at the time because it was like we'd go to church with our extended family and like the Italian American of it all. It's like the ethnically Jewish thing. I'm ethnically Catholic, but <laughs> Yeah. It's in my heritage. And I yeah, and like when you're yeah, you're surrounded by religious icons and idols. It's like, yeah, just part of your experience. Like there's a cross on everything and <laughs> for sure. Yeah, and there's a oil painting of Jesus in your grandma's bedroom. <laughs> I, uh, I I don't know if you ever heard this, but when I was young, my uh, mom I I had to sleep in that room, and my mom had to turn the painting around because it scared me. Like yeah, I well, certainly because it's very intense. Made her. I was like, I can't sleep in here like that. And so there's a lot of things. I was disgruntled by the Jesus. Um, yeah, my dad's. So that was uh that was gonna be the plan but that it's not what you asked is what was the plan but are you gonna go to your family yeah i'm f- i'm full quarant- quarantining so i'm dropping this stuff okay. off at the uh post office i'm filling up my gas tank going to the grocery store and then i'm i'm locked up until i get home in two weeks you get to does that mean you get is that your uh on the, I was gonna say your penance. Uh, I was gonna say, like a Catholic vibe <laughs> uh, for getting to see your nieces. Um, I don't know the answer to that question. Maybe if you saw them first, af- right after quarantine. Um, the issue is not them; it's my parents, and then like grandmother are in the bubble there, so I would be joining their bubble which is mm, not okay. the nieces. Um, so I don't know uh, what that's going to look like, but I assume it'll be like kind of weird and quiet for my f- parents. And mm-hmm. so I will just join them for a f- 
week or two. I don't know. Um, That's fine. Yeah. I, I keep saying it's the good old days because there were a few years in high school after Eric graduated, three years where it was just my parents and me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which is just like a weird dynamic, but it's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's a um, unique experience. But like most of my like high school was that where all of my siblings, it was just chaos. You know, it was just like quiet for three years for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'll definitely impact your... Uh your psyche (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) who you become no place to hide but yeah also uh, not so it'll be it'll be a little i was home for a couple days for thanksgiving it was it was the same vibe but Mm -hmm. uh, true yeah chris what happens when the outro comes on we just have to stop we can talk over it and protest but once the outro is done it cuts off (laughs) (laughs) okay and then just for like everyone's peace of mind will we come back again where we left off or is it just comically over (laughs) uh i think we might be able to like start the next episode with like okay these are the things that i wanted to say but i couldn't (laughs) but uh i I do like the comically over if if that's a thing okay uh the thing that i would i wanted to get to oh my gosh about christmas gifts is dvds aren't a good christmas gift anymore yeah they're not a gift at all no, the copy of Dreamgirls that you gave me was a prize <laughs> gift. <laughs> Forgot about that. Oh, see, and now we're going. So, no, DVDs, to- you used to be able to, like, send a DVD. And now it's trash. Like, even if you got a good DVD, you would just... This is hectic. <laughs> I didn't even tell my story. <laughs> <laughs>